Well, last week I started talking about uh, church, and we talked a little bit about um, understanding what the purpose and, and the mission of a church is in hopes of um, if we understand better the purpose and why church exists, we can then begin to talk about um, who is the church or uh, what does it mean to be uh, the church. You know, often when we, when we talk about church, we, we use words like family and community and, and words like that, right? Um, often when we talk about church, we use words like that, but often... Uh, it seems to me when we, when we talk about church, even when we use those words, that um, our attitude toward church so often is that what we really are is we're this community of individuals that gather together on uh, Sunday mornings and maybe a few other times, but we're uh, a community of individuals that gather together um, to have our own private, individual, um, spiritual needs met. Isn't that sometimes how we think of church in reality? We think of ourselves as individuals who are just gathering together to have our own needs met. We think of the church as an organization where we expect to have our spiritual wants catered to. Too often, I think, if we're honest with ourselves, we often see the church uh, like a spiritual health club. Uh, we show up and we have all of these options of, of different equipment that we can use that will help us grow in our own spiritual formation. And if the health club, if the spiritual health club has the things that we need in which we grow in our own spiritual development, we're happy. Um, and if they don't, we go find another place that has the kind of equipment uh, that we want. See, it seems that often our view of church is shaped more by our culture than we want to admit. Our view of church is shaped by our individualism and our consumerism. We often think of the church as a place where we as individuals gather together and we consume or we receive, even when we talk about the church as being a family. I think that's the, uh, the um, metaphor that I hear most folks say. Uh, I go to that church because we're one big family. I have never met a church who doesn't claim to be one big family. And usually, even when we talk about that, though, it's because I feel welcomed. My needs are met. It's a place where I feel like I belong. And while it is important that the church has this sense of family and this sense of belonging, there's much more to being a community and a family uh, than simply me and Jesus or me, Jesus, and my Bible. Um, with a bunch of other folks who are about me, Jesus, and my Bible. And so um, I thought it might be uh, beneficial for us to take a look at how um, Scripture describes the church, and specifically uh, some words that uh, Paul uses in Roman, Romans chapter 12. And so if you have your Bibles, I, I invite you to turn there. We're going to read uh, from Romans 12, 1 through 17. And so pay attention. 
when Paul talks about the church, um, how does he speak about the church? So brothers and sisters, because of God's mercy, I encourage you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice that is holy and pleasing to God. This is your appropriate priestly service. Don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, what is good and pleasing and mature. Because of the grace that God gave me, I can say to each one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. Instead, be reasonable, since God has measured out a portion of faith to each one of you. We have many parts in one body, but the parts don't all have the same function. In the same way, though there are many of us, we are one body in Christ, and individually we belong to each other. We have different gifts that are consistent with God's grace that has been given to us. If your gift is prophecy, you should prophesy in proportion to your faith. If your gift is service, devote yourself to serving. If your gift is teaching, devote yourself to teaching. If your gift is encouragement, devote yourself to encouraging. The one giving should do it with no strings attached. The leader should lead with passion. The one showing mercy should be cheerful. Love should be shown without pretending. Hate evil and hold on to what is good. Love each other like the members of your family. Be the best at showing honor to each other. Don't hesitate to be enthusiastic. Be on fire in the spirit as you serve the Lord. Be happy in your hope. Stand your ground when you're in trouble and devote yourselves to prayer. Contribute to the needs of God's people and welcome strangers into your home. Bless people who harass you. Bless and don't curse them. Be happy with those who are happy and cry with those who are crying. Consider everyone as equal and don't think that you're better than anyone else. Instead, associate with people who have no status. Don't think that you're so smart. Don't pay back anyone for their evil actions, but show respect for what everyone else believes is good. Everyone with ears to hear, hear and respond to the word of God this day. Oh, where do I start with that passage? You got a couple hours? We could, uh, we could spend all day looking at that passage. Uh, but um, I wanted to um, think about the, the two metaphors that he uses there. He talks about the church as being a body, and he talks about the church as being a family. Um, and in all of the um, expressions of the church that we see in Scripture, there is this emphasis on relationship. Uh, the church is all about relationships, but the question is, is, is what kind of relationship are we in when we are seeking to carry out the purposes of God's kingdom? Well, Paul starts out with this image of the body. Uh, indicating very clearly that we are not just a people who gather together as disconnected individuals who, who come here for just our own personal needs. Uh, when he talks about the, the body, he, he says that uh, the church, the local congregations, uh, gather together to share their 
gifts that each person who gathers in the midst of a congregation has gifts and talents that they contribute. The church is a gathering of diverse people who come together in a unified common goal of participating in changing lives by offering healing and hope and wholeness. And in order for the church, any church, to be effective, all of those who gather together in a local congregation commit to work together as a body, each discovering their own purposes and gifts and talents and fulfilling the function and the role so that this organism called the church can thrive. That's a pretty different picture than we often think of the church, isn't it? It's a different picture of a bunch of individuals gathering together just for our own needs. It paints this picture that, yes, we need to grow in our own relationship with each other and with God. But as we are doing that, we are called to discover how God has gifted us. And how God empowers us so that as a community or that so that we can truly create a life giving community that makes a difference in the lives of other people because we are united by Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, the other uh, metaphor that Paul uses is this idea of a family. In verse 10, he says, love each other like members of your family. Now, I got to tell you, I always uh, um, scratch my head when churches talk about uh, uh, their, their description of family, okay? Uh, I mean, a family means that we all love each other, we all get along, we stand around the campfire and we sing kumbaya, isn't that often how we talk about family when we talk about the church? And, and, of course, that's why people outside the church hear us talk that way, and then they look at us and they go, hmm, that's what, they don't look like that. Yes? And, but that's okay. I mean, because, I mean, my family didn't look like that. Maybe yours did. Maybe your family was always holding hands, singing kumbaya, always getting along. Is that, is that how it is? You all that are, oh yeah, you, how come you all, kids and mothers and dads are laughing? Um, that's not how it is, is it? A, a family is not just a place where we get along and we belong. It's also a place where we are shaped and formed, isn't it? Um, family is not just about everybody getting along and loving each other. Certainly the love has to be there or the family wouldn't survive, would it? Um, a family is a place where we have this sense of belonging that, that no matter how stupid of things we might do, uh, we're still going to be loved and cared for. Yes? Teenagers, aren't you glad about that? I know when I was a teenager, I was glad that that's the way it was. Uh, family is the place uh, where we know that we Uh, don't have to hide anything. We can be who we truly are and know that we are loved. Family is the place where I could make mistakes and learn from my mistakes. Family was a place where I was allowed to grow up and to mature 
um, well, as much as I've matured anyway. Uh, Deb might argue whether or not my mom still needs to do some work. But family is this place where we are allowed to, uh, to grow into our adulthood, to grow and to be mature and to become uh, a productive, effective people. See, family is not just about loving one, one another. Um, y- you know, my brother, uh, he, he loved me in an interesting way. Um, Of course, I could say I loved my younger sister in an interesting way, but we won't talk about that. Um, But my brother, um, he he caught me um, uh, trying out cigarettes when I was, I think I was 10 or 11, right? Um, And I was like, oh, gosh, don't tell mom. No, you're not getting off the hook. Uh, So he told my mom. Yeah, that was not pretty. I never smoked another cigarette. Never, te- never tested another cigarette. Um, you see, he was being family. He was loving me and caring for me because he knew that that would be bad for me. A- a- and so um, he was looking out and caring for me. He was holding me uh, uh, accountable and being a good big brother. So you see, family's not all about this warm and fuzzy feeling. It's not all about uh, um, having no conflict or no disagreement. But what it is, is it is a place where we can be ourselves, where we can disagree, where we can learn, and where we can make mistakes, and where we experience love without pretending, is the way Paul puts it. We experience love without pretending. We experience genuine love. Love. That's what it really means to be family. And when the church is really God's household or God's family, that's how we then feel. We know that we can be a part of a community that embraces us wherever we might be, which accepts us as we are, and yet patiently, and graciously encourages us to become what we could be as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Graciously and encouragingly uh, allowing us to mature and to grow so that indeed we become people who look more and more like Jesus. Now is that a different picture of the church than what we often think about? I I really think it is. Um, I I think in our world, we are are just uh, so into this individualistic, consumeristic uh, society that so often that's how we look as a church and how we think about And so I invite us today, as we uh, think about what it means to be a local congregation, uh, when we talk about community, may those not just be words that we uh, throw around lightly, but may they be words that cause us to give pause and ask ourselves, how am I contributing to making Cameron United Methodist Church a life-giving community? 
a community where people are welcome. Did you catch later in Paul's letter in 12 that one of the things of being a life-giving community is not just that we come and we gather together and our own needs are met and that we love one another, but that we are called to welcome the stranger. We are called to create space for those who are far away from God, that they might become a part of this congregation and they might not be judged because they're further away from Christ than where we are, but they might find a life-giving community in which they are given the opportunity to make mistakes and to mess up and to get it wrong all the while being invited and encouraged and challenged to grow in their relationship with Christ so that they, like us, might discover their talents and their gifts. And rather than worrying about getting, might generously share of their gifts So that as the body of Christ, as Cameron United Methodist Church, we might, with our diverse gifts, work towards a common goal. The goal of inviting and encouraging and challenging more and more people to connect with God and us so that they might discover and enjoy the loving presence of God just like we enjoy. So that we might gather together our resources, inviting and welcoming people wherever they might be while we invite and encourage and challenge one another to grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus and one another so that indeed we might be changed and we begin to look more and more like Jesus every day. May we be a life-giving community that doesn't just gather as individuals uh, to get and to worry about our own spiritual formation, but as we are formed in shape and as we grow, may we recognize that we are not the church of Jesus Christ until we go empowered and gifted by the Holy Spirit to make a difference in the lives of other people in our community and the world. When we do all of those things, when we connect and when we grow and when we go, we are the church of Jesus Christ. May it be so in our lives this day. Amen.